You're listening to the Whistle Pulse podcast with me, Laura Hanlon, keeping your finger on the pulse with all the local info you need to know. I've got you covered every weekday morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Happy Tuesday. It's November 8th with... Oh, you know, quite a bit of snow out there, hey? (laughs) In fact, almost five centimeters dusted off the snow stake this morning with a solid base really creeping up now too. Recorded, in fact, to be 64 centimeters at Pig Alley. Although if you've been doing any backcountry left and right, you'll be experiencing some deeper snow elsewhere. Some people's probes getting really quite deep in spots. So yeah, we haven't had, we've got those five centimeters on the storm board this morning, a base of 64 at Pig Alley, but really cold temperatures. Yeah, peak recording temperatures of like minus 17 overnight. And it is going to get warmer. We don't have any precip in the forecast for the next five or so days. Uh, Yeah, so this cold weather, hopefully bringing out a bit of moisture in the snowpack from last week's higher freezing level, definitely a rain crust spotted in certain spots at about 1800 meters. But uh, we're going to get more into on on this developing snowpack and base for the season over the next week or two. But yeah, crazy opening day coming up pretty soon, albeit with out the Creekside and Red Gondi. Uh, yeah, Creekside Gondi and Red Chair running. What do you know? Yeah, all that rumored news on Friday's podcast a couple hours later, a little announcement made. I say little, quite the huge announcement. And we've all been adjusting to that news. But uh, as I said on the radio, you know what? Uh, And to be that girl, you know, it is a first world problem. We are so privileged to to be able to ski and live here too, right? I know, I know, but it's true. So we have to take, roll with the punches. We're pretty versatile people. We can, we can handle it. It'll just be a bit of a gong show for a bit. Uh, weather-wise, brr, minus 10 in the valley right now, uh, coming up to 8 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, brr. Colder overnight last night. Of course, the clocks fell back as well on Sunday. So sunrise today was at 13 minutes past 7, which means sunset is officially at 4.38. Yikes. Yeah, I know. But it means that we're not too far off the shortest day of the year, 22nd of December. Then it's back on the upswing and it might well have been the very last uh, daylight savings time providing Washington, California and Oregon decide to do the same. So interesting stuff. Did you, by the way, see the lunar eclipse last night? It happened around 3 a.m. Yeah, the full moon lunar eclipse. No? Yeah, it was, uh, it's actually the last one up until the 14th of March, 2025. True fact. But uh, yeah, I hope you got it. You would have had to really layer up warm. We're looking for a high of just minus four in the valley today. More cool nighttime temperatures with this northern uh, Arctic kind of outflow. In fact, really high winds expected further south in uh, in and around Squamish and Southern House Sound, gusting to 50 plus kilometers an hour yesterday. So people have been checking for debris on the highways and asking on the road reports. But due to clear this morning, a little with a potential, yeah, those chance of flurries clearing this and maybe some northeast winds of 20 kilometers an hour. So with the wind chill, it's going to feel chilly and minus 10 again tonight with a clear night expected, but warmer temperatures coming our way, particularly come the weekend. But tomorrow, just minus two, a sunny, same on Thursday, but it will feel uh, crisp. That's for sure with the wind chill. Yeah, maybe even minus 14 with the wind chill tomorrow as, uh, yeah, those northerlies kind of exit 
So wrap up warm. Oh my gosh, it's quite the adjustment coming back from Mexico. But uh, not that I'm complaining. Not that I'm complaining. Very, very lucky. (laughs) But these cold temperatures probably don't warrant you getting on your bike. Although the moisture has meant that Benoit and lead trail builder Dan Raymond have been hard at work actually trying to do some repairs from the Canadian National Enduro Series race back in September. They were working their way down baby snakes and animals south. And yeah, uh, drilling a line of holes and uh, the feather and wedges worked their magic to, uh, to remove a bit of granite as well on industrial waste, right where it meets uh, Danimal, that big rock that's been terrifying riders have been working on that, chipping off the old block, uh, or they won't due to the snow. We'll see lots of trail reports on trail forks about, of course, snow coverage and maybe mainly just trail runners at this point. So have you have you put the bike away or are you hanging out for maybe this weekend? We'll see. But uh, yeah, it's, it's winter out there. Oh boy. And that means definitely on the roads, lots of people impacted, you know, as we recalibrate to driving in these conditions too, quite a few people spinning out and just getting reused to things, but cars and ditches, you name it. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's been a hectic week of winter driving and it has taken, I noticed I was in, uh, at the mountain FM studio on Sunday morning, took a while for a plow to actually get up the Duffy too and and plow that like talking a couple hours so really winter conditions at those elevations too and particularly off side streets with these cold temperatures, that that slush that was there before it got into the minuses is is really quite compacted and hard, quite hazardous in spots. You know, so take her easy, extra easy, lots of distance as you get used to driving in these conditions again. And still some ongoing roadworks that might cause you a bit of a delay. There's been some rock sti- stabilization happening at Porto Cove, mostly overnight, but they've been using some daylight hours. So it's starting this Thursday they'll be doing some from 9 a.m. till 1 p.m. with single lane alternating traffic. Cause you about five to 10 minutes of delays going through Porto Cove, north and southbound. So heads up for that this Thursday. But the roadworks that happened in Creekside, nailed done, she good, she good to go. But something that has been, this is a total sidetrack, by the way, something that has been taking a long time. You know the steps by the Fairmont and Milestones in the Upper Village? Yeah, they've been being constructed now for what seems like five months, must be, like so long. Well, there was a bear there just two days ago, actually, uh, looking for food in and around that neck of the woods. Still so many bears that haven't yet denned and gone to hibernation. But those stairs, yeah, I'm sure they need completing in the next couple of weeks with the upper village obviously getting a lot more foot traffic with Creekside Gondola not operating. So, um, yeah, I don't know why that's taking so long, but I'm not too sure that there's anything else on the roads that's going to cause you any major delays over the next couple of days. Enjoy those beautiful beautiful views today on your drive like the Duffy looks absolutely stunning Uh, but lots to tell you about too uh, village related like events wise because there's a few things happening in the library that may interest you what with today being the 8th their usual outreach programming of course along with um, a conversation actually happening tonight in the fireplace lounge at the library 
that may interest you. It's with Kathleen Labonte Smith, who discussing actually a book that she has uh, just released called Rescue Me, Behind the Scenes of Search and Rescue. And she'll have uh, a search and rescue working dog, Dinah, and her handler, Yvonne Thornton, with her as well, talking about search and rescue in the Valley, which will be absolutely fascinating, I'm sure. That's happening today at the library. It is free. A registration is acquired, though, uh, required, of course, with limited capacity. And then coming up in a couple of days, well, of course, Remembrance Day happening on Friday. I'll see you there in the village for the Remembrance Day service. But um, the library will, of course, be closed. But there is something uh, happening at the library on Thursday. And uh, I, I don't know... If you maybe know someone who this might help, but they have a drop-in grief and loss conversation to help people who are struggling with grief and loss right now and to share stories and help those others through their loss and find support and a sense of community too. I know this will really hit home for a few people right now and I don't mean to trigger anybody at all. Um, that's happening with refreshments as well, provided no registration required, and that's happening on Thursday at the community room at the library between 5.30 and 6.30. And, of course, the outreach program, always available. Um, there's so many opportunities with WCSS as well to get in touch with outreach workers and, and get a hold of mental health resources in our community. I can't stress that enough, especially what with the Whistler Navigator being released for this year, the 22-2023 Whistler Navigator. So many amazing resources in that and of course connect whistler coming up over the next couple uh, the next week between november 14th and 18th and i know I mentioned it last week that uh, staff housing uh, for WB had like 100 people check in yesterday. So a lot of people new to town and lots of awesome opportunities to connect coming up starting November 14th, like those, the museum, Whistle Museum's guided tour, along with a welcome dinner at the Whistler Racket Club, uh, renting in Whistler workshops, like you name it, as a, like there's so much. So definitely check out that from my WCSS.org. That's coming up soon. And also coming up is an updated transit schedule. Yeah, November 19th is when we'll see additional services and the return of uh, the number four bus route and the 30X, you name it. So that's coming up, uh, or 20X, I should say, coming up on the 19th. Yeah, pretty quick. So along with tonight's search and rescue talk by author uh, Kathleen Lebonte-Smith, I mentioned last week from Coast Mountain Brewing, who, by the way, massive kudos to Kevin Winter, Angie, and the awesome team at Coast Mountain Brewing for winning silver medal for the Valley Trail Hazy Pale Ale. Yeah, at this week's BC Beer Awards. Absolutely amazing. Enjoyed one of those at the Tap House the other night. Mm -mm. Congratulations on that. But I mentioned that there is a four-part series of backcountry and avalanche awareness happening, a free courtesy of Mountain Skills Academy happening at Coast Mountain Brewing starting tonight between 6 and 8 p.m. So I recommend getting there super early. In fact, registering in advance to make sure you don't miss out on that too because that starts off this week with an introduction to backcountry and then trip planning followed by backcountry navigation and then even a crevasse rescue demo too on November 30th. That's going to be a Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, make sure you reserve your spot online. What a fantastic resource um, to have and be able to, yeah, access for free. Can't recommend that enough. And you can drink beer. Oh, my God. Best beer in town. So also coming up, uh, a release, uh, a notification that Rocket Coffee is going to be opening very soon in Creekside. Mm-hmm. I believe it's, yes, yeah, like... Um, 
kind of scheduled for near opening day. And I want to stress this too, even though Creekside Gondola isn't going to be opening, don't forget to give Creekside businesses some love. There are so many amazing businesses in Creekside, not forgetting, of course, um, not at least Bread, who'll be reopening soon after uh, a little fall break. Oh, and the Rimrock, have you know? Have you heard? Of course you have. Their special is going to be back. They reopen this Friday, and it is their special is going to be back Monday to Thursday for two weeks for the for eight days. So yeah, I will see you there. Mm-mm. But yeah, lots of businesses in Creekside that uh, are worthy of a visit, even though the gondola is not spinning. So. Yeah, I can't stress that enough that we support local. Yeah, and speaking of local, it's going to be Let's Get Quizzical's four-year anniversary tomorrow at Tapley's. And that was hilarious last week, Stash and Abby. Well done. And it's going to be extra hilarious too. Lots to talk about, including the car that was driving on the Valley Trail to Rainbow Park yesterday, spotted by somebody uh, online. Uh, Yeah, so that'll be talked about, no doubt. But also being talked about is the uh, Squamish Little regional district sticking to the original plan for the Cedar Sky Trail expansion. That's the one connecting just behind the motocross track there to Nan Falls, that section due to be completed next year. There was a, a, a very eager group looking to redirect that planned trail, which goes along the train tracks and very close to the highway, as opposed to being on the right-hand side of Green River and having a more wild, you know, um, a wild, a wild trail that way. They are sticking to the original plan, just because if uh, opting for a new route would would mean delays of up to a year. So that is going ahead. That's been voted in. Also happening too, um, if you're wondering, I saw this ha- come up on South Coast Touring. People wondering uh, about the sanctioned uptrack on Blackcomb. You remember last year that you could head on up from base two on a particular route and then Sunset Boulevard, but you had to do that before 9 a.m., of course. Uh, so people are wondering about that uptrack and access to Garibaldi Park and quite a lot of discussion happening online about that, about maybe even a backroom deal of sorts with parks um, about the maintenance of that. But it, it was a stipulation, has been a, a legal requirement for a while. But um, Dale Mickelson from Walker did say that there is a new climbing specific track that was built this summer by Howler Contracting, actually, to take tours off the road. And it thinks, he thinks the work was completed prior to the snow flying. But once you get up the glacier road, you'll still have to travel along it. But they, he is wondering if they'll have limited hours again. So looking for more information on that, let you know when I see it because time to give a couple birthday shout outs. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm so lucky to know so many amazing people in this town. Uh, not least you. Thanks for listening. Uh, but three in particular people, very, very special people who are all born today. Yeah. Very, very happy birthday to Stephanie J, Shane Jensen and Claire Goss. Such special people in my life. I hope you're lucky to know them too. It's a birthday today along with Pete Dobash's, Caden Waterman's, Joni Fauchers and Adam Wilson from Red Chair too. So very, very happy birthday to all of them. And some more Whistlerites coming up too, like Matt Fanson, Kevin Stanton, Patrick Renshaw, along with Wayne Conneroe tomorrow as well. So happy birthday to you all. More shout outs coming on Friday. Oh, speaking of birthdays, it's Gordon Ramsay's birthday today. And is it just me or should he have been cast as an older Damon Targaryen? 
Yeah, I, I think that's actually pretty funny. You should know. Okay. Says his birthday too, but let's give you some wicked throwback facts from the one and only Stinkies on the Stroll. And there's some beauties here, having just got back from Mexico, because on this day in 1519, so November 8th, 1519, the first meeting of Aztec Emperor uh, Moctezuma II and Spanish conquistador Hernán Cortés happened in uh, Tenochtitlan in Mexico. Yeah, 1519. Uh-huh. Um, also on this day in 1895, German physicist Wilhelm Röntgen, he produced and detected electromagnetic radiation in a wavelength range today known as X-rays. Oh, Röntgen rays, but I've never heard them called that. Yeah, gutted for him, poor Wilhelm. But yeah, X-rays, there we go. <laughs> and did you know that Ronald Reagan, he was elected governor of California on this day in 1966? You do now. Along with this day in 2017, just five years ago, Brazilian surfer Rodrigo Coxa, he broke the world record for surfing the biggest ever wave. And that was, of course, at Nazaré in Portugal at 24.4 metres. Yeah, that's something else. Really cool fact here, having, yeah, I used to read The Enemy, the new musical Express a lot when I was growing up in England, but the first ever UK pop chart was actually published by Enemy on this day, 1952. Right. And what they did, they asked 53 record shops to divulge their sales returns. And Here in My Heart was the first number one, yeah, by Al Martino, where it stayed actually for a number one for nine weeks. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. True fact, along with the fact David Bowie had his first TV, uh, US TV debut. He performed Fame, which he uh, co-wrote with John Lennon during a jamming session. Yeah, on this day in 1975, in 1971, Led Zeppelin released their fourth album. Uh-huh, true fact. And I'm going to wrap it up with today's joke of the day because you've got places to be. What's the difference between a well-dressed man on a unicycle and a poorly dressed man on a bicycle? Attire. <laughs> today's track of the day. You know what? I'm, I'm loving it from Stormzy and Ed Sheeran. I know this was released like three years ago from Stormzy's Heavy as the Head album, but I've been giving it some airtime recently and I hope you enjoy it too. It's called Own It. Maybe you've already heard it, and I'm not a massive Ed Sheeran fan. Maybe at that time he was on Game of Thrones, and I was just like, tacky. But anyway, um, Stormzy, Burner Boy, Ed Sheeran, their track Own It from Stormzy's album from 2019. Digging it right now. It's on November's Pick and Mix playlist in Spotify. Hope you dig it too. I hope it's a little bit of soundtrack for your day, and you have a terrific Tuesday. Wrap up warm, stay warm, and I will chat to you Friday morning. Pulse podcast is here for you every weekday morning at 7.15ish and is sponsored by Stinkies on the Stroll. Stroll on down for all your hunger, thirst, sporting and apres needs.